to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is essentially the largest computer in the world times about a thousand. Yeah, times a thousand. Okay, so why doesn't Bitcoin just have some like some sort of serial number or encrypted numbers so you can, if you give those coins away, then just have that serial number loaded onto somebody else's Bitcoin rather than just a computer system full of trust. Okay, that's cool. Who keeps track of that information? So that information corresponds to zeros and ones that need to be stored over time into uh, somebody's hard drive. Who stores that hard drive? I'm guessing Skynet. Uh, well, that's, that's, the, that's essentially the idea. <laughs> Is that everyone stores that file. Yeah. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. We in Bitcoins, we got them. Acquire, never sell. But catch us rolling deep like Adele. Bitcoin, blockchains, cryptocurrencies. Three guys faded talking Bitcoin, no fee. That's the free Bitcoin podcast, insane. And adoption is still the only thing, thing, thing that matters, man. Hey, everybody. Are we ready? Sorry. We're ready. All right. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 30 of the Bitcoin Podcast. This is our drunk episode brought to you by the good people at escrowmybits.com. It is the holidays. Like I keep saying, it's just around the corner. It's a hassle. It's a hassle to get presents and ship it. Boarding planes, that's a hassle. Don't be that guy. Look, it's fast. It's super easy. It only takes three steps. Just register, deposit your Bitcoin, the seller ships the item, the buyer checks the goods and releases the funds. And they also offer Bitcoin escrow with a locked exchange rate. It's They, they take care of you. It gets to the point now where, I, I don't know if you guys are like me, or I'll go into a store to shop, and if I see an item, I won't buy it. I'll just go online and buy it. Wait. It takes care of all the shipping. If someone was to walk up to me and ask me to go to the post office and mail something, I'd stare at them in the face, and I would sing, wait. What is happening? Wait. (laughs) What are you doing? They offer Bitcro Esco (laughs) on a chain that pegged to a fiat value using new bits. No complex math at the point of sales needed. And if you're not familiar with new bits, it's the world's first stable digital currency. They only charge a small flat escrow fee of 1%. And your funds are kept secure with a two or three multi-signature transaction. They hold one key. You got the rest. It's perfect. Their goal is to make using escrow as simple. Um, you know, Corey... I mean, what kind of stuff can we use their service for? Oh, man. You can pretty much use it for anything you ever wanted to buy on the internet I'm not that comes that. from somebody that you don't trust. I'm not letting this happen. Trust is a big thing. Sorry, guys. We're starting over. What happened? Over. There was way too much shit going on. There was somebody no, ice skating in the background. I can hear somebody, <laughs> like, not. combing their beard. There was a baby in the background. What? Like, and then... 
some hip hop came on. I understand that was part of the show, <laughs> but <laughs> there's some things that need to stop happening that I can hear. There's, there's a baby in the background. Someone's ice skating. Someone else is combing their beard, and someone's eating popcorn. What is that? I'm eating, I'm that. I'm, I'm eating pretzels. Stop okay. it! God damn it! Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not gonna let that happen again. We gotta start. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's a great introduction to the episode. <laughs> I think we got that all right. Huh? I think we got five. that all right. That's fine. To the now, now. <laughs> that shit. I feel like we need to get rid of Andy. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's doing that shit. I think cool. that's Marcello doing that. I'm good, man. All right. So um, we're not going to tell you who we are. Let's go around the room and tell everyone what we're drinking. We'll start okay. with uh, we'll start with me. I'm drinking uh, pumpkin pie liquor, uh, six pack of Bud, and some egg some spiked eggnog. I got that all in front of me right now. Hot Jesus, damn! Doing oh yeah, it's oh yeah, it's Christmas over there. I forgot. Yeah. Yep. I'm uh I'm drinking pineapple sake. Nice. Yeah. That sounds delicious. It's okay, man. It's got me feeling pretty good. So, yeah. I am uh, drinking um, a bottle of Jack Daniels and eating pretzels. The whole bottle? I'm trying. I've been working on it all day. (laughs) Drinking the bottle of Jack. Okay. So it's it's rare for someone to buy you a bottle of Jack Daniels, and someone bought me a bottle of Jack Daniels. So I'm just drinking it. Nice. What about you? It's so. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm drinking a uh, Democrats Tears right now. now. Uh, um, no, I'm drinking a Carbock. You'll shoot your eye out. Carbock's a Houston brewery. Carbock. What is this? The beer? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a stout. Nice. And so, you should introduce yourself because you're never on here. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, Andrew, <laughs> introduce yourself. Let the people know. My name is Andrew. What do people need to know about me? What um, do you do? Yeah, what do Why you are do? you here? What is your interest in in Bitcoin? Oh, uh, well, I'm on because D has been calling me for three weeks crying about getting me on the drunk episode. I've literally Other been than crying. that, <laughs> I have pretty much called Bitcoin Apple Pay for four months, and D doesn't like that either, so... Yes, it gets underneath my skin. Um, why do you think Bitcoin is Apple Pay? More like PayPal. <laughs> why do you think Bitcoin is PayPal? Doesn't it use a PayPal server? No. No. Oh, ouch, that hurts. So, if you were to imagine, so let's just back up a moment here. <laughs> Take it away, Corey. <laughs> before, Take it away. Before we get into this, Andy. What do you think Bitcoin is? Um, an internet form of currency. Okay. The next question would be, how do you think Bitcoin difference, differs from Apple Pay or uh, what's the other one you said? PayPal. PayPal. 
Well, I don't know what standard Bitcoin's used on. I mean, most of PayPal and stuff's on the American dollar. What currency or standard does Bitcoin use? It's, that's the that's kind of the neat part about why Bitcoin is different is that it's built on the standard of what people are willing to take for it. Like most currencies are built on this. Like you pay a certain amount for a product because everyone agrees on how much a dollar is worth. And, but if no one agreed on what a dollar is worth, then the dollar wouldn't have a worth. Does it make any sense? Yeah, for instance. So no, I understand. Like the American dollar was actually backed by gold and silver up until like what, Vietnam? Yeah. Something like right after NOM or right before NOM, somewhere in there we took it off the gold standard. So what, My I guess my question would be, what standard, other than this is what we'll give each other for this, was it based off of originally? Was it ever originally based off, like, I guess, uh, okay, so it was, gold or silver like standard? There's a limited supply of it. No, there's no, there's no standard in which it was based upon. It was essentially there's uh, there was a limited amount of how much you could get, and then someone came up with an agreement on at some at, at the very beginning, someone said, "All right, well, this is a fun technology. If you give me twelve thousand bitcoins, I'll buy you a pizza." And so it became the price of a pizza cost an exorbitant price, right? The network grew more and more and more and more people started coming on and say, "I'd like some bitcoins." I'll give you this much for that amount of Bitcoins because I'd like some. I think it's cool. And as the technology's grown and grown and grown over the years, it's become essentially everyone wants Bitcoins. And then now there's a, a agreed upon price that's pegged to the dollar if that may, or, or whatever currency you're currently worth. It's like everyone wants it enough that everyone's agreed to pay this much for it, which is essentially what every technology is or every currency is. But yeah, What's nice about Bitcoin is that it allows you to do so many different things that a current paper money would never allow you to do. And so it's grown up the same way in which in much of all currencies have grown up, but it's still more generalized and it allows you to do many, many more things. See, but like this what? is part of the reason I like that. He said like like what? That's that's part of the reason why I wanted you to come on the show, Andy, is because to you, the layman who isn't like researching Bitcoin like we are or reading up on Bitcoin or, you know, staying in the Bitcoin news, you say, hey, Bitcoin, it's just fucking PayPal with a different name. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, essentially. I mean, I understand that it's like its own form of like Internet currency. But I mean, at one point in time, you know, beads were currency. Like, I mean, shells were currency. What's to stop anyone from just creating a ton of Bitcoin and making Bitcoin worthless? All right. Good question. They can't. There's only ever going to be 21 million Bitcoin. And that's it. It's hardwired into the protocol. So somebody well, can't what just... about when somebody creates something that's like Bitcoin but not called Bitcoin? Those well, all they coins. already do. There's over 500 digital currencies, mind you. But the thing is... Why, but why is Bitcoin catching so much traction then? Because people keep faith in it. Because people use mm, it to transfer no, value. The, I think the value of Bitcoin is based on how much electricity and computing power it, it took to mine them a couple years ago. Remember, D, when you and me were in the shed? Yeah, that's true as well. Right, so the, imagine, imagine this. You have 
right? Okay, so you have people who want to use Bitcoin, right? Yes. So I, I send you, so you imagine me and you are those two people, and I send you a Bitcoin, right? Who yes. verifies that I sent you a Bitcoin? Is, is, is everyone supposed to just trust that I gave you something? No, someone know, has to verify that I gave you a Bitcoin. And who verifies that on a cryptocurrency network is essentially people applying their computers to solving this problem. So people just say, all right, computer sitting on the desk, I'm going to put you to the task of making sure that I gave you a Bitcoin and verifying that so that it's true and trustworthy. And the more people who are doing this, the more you can trust that no one's trying to cheat the system. So I'm not saying I gave you, you know, five Bitcoins and then giving those same five Bitcoins to somebody else. And you can trust that when you see that somebody gave somebody else money, you can trust that that happened and that no one's trying to cheat the system. And there's nobody that comes even close to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is essentially the largest computer in the world times about a thousand. Yeah. Times a thousand. Okay, so why doesn't Bitcoin just have some like some sort of serial number or encrypted numbers so you can if you give those coins away, then you just have that serial number loaded onto somebody else's Bitcoin rather than just a computer system full of trust. Okay. That's cool. Who keeps track of that information? So that information corresponds to zeros and ones that need to be stored over time into uh, somebody's hard drive. Who stores that hard drive? I'm guessing Skynet. Uh, well, that's that's the that's essentially the idea. <laughs> Is that everyone stores that file? Yeah, that's what the Bitcoin network is. Everyone they don't, yeah, they don't bank notes. Everyone's transaction. So you don't have to trust that Bank of America is storing that file and not manipulating it and changing it. You know, there's no one you have to trust because everyone has access to it. If I want to check that Bob paid Sally for a blowjob, I can just look on the blockchain yeah. and prove that, that that transaction happened. If you get sent okay. like 500 Bitcoins, they can all be traced back to generation transactions. So you own a bunch of little pieces in the land and Bitcoin world. So you could actually follow the Bitcoin from it being created up until your wallet? Yes. Yes. It, it ta- it's you could not follow easy every to do. previous owner? Yes. 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 Oh, that's pretty sweet. It's not easy to do, but it can be done. Yet. And it, and it is. And it. Yeah, yet. That's actually a great thing to add. It's not easy to do, but it can be done. Is you you can trace Bitcoin. So all these reports that say like, oh, Bitcoin's for terrorists, it's stupid. Because if you use Bitcoin, then you're basically saying, hey, come find me. And you can't do that with money either. The serial number on money only tells you where that particular piece of paper was minted. Nothing about where the value really came from before it was spit out of your ATM. Oh, no, I understand that. But it could still also, the serial number can tell you that it's a $10 bill instead of a $5 bill that's been modified, you know? Mm -hmm. So do you feel that Bitcoin can be modified so that someone can say they can change their computer number to from 2 Bitcoin to 2,000 Bitcoin? Do you think that's possible? Um, 
pretty sure anonymous could probably figure out a way. Okay, that's that's another key point of Bitcoin is that that's like it's incredibly impossible for anything like that to happen. Yes, because there's no way to cheat the system of how much is there and how much you moved or how much you have. Because yeah. you're never actually owning a physical item. You're just owning essentially a serial number and we're trading serial numbers with each other. And Didn't you, you we just say serial numbers weren't involved? Eh, well, if you get down to the very, you know, it's still it's still cryptocurrency. Binary. And if, if, and if you're not holding onto it like a brick of gold, then it's zeros and ones. So let me, let me get this straight. Bank the, the value increases on Bitcoin because of popularity of Bitcoin. Yes. So the more popular Bitcoin gets, the higher the value of the currency gets. I think... Yes, because you can't artificially inflate the amount of Bitcoin that's going to be in existence. So imagine this, right? There's this, there's this cool new toy that came into existence, and everybody wants to use it. But, but only about 5,000 people in the world can use it at one time. So, in the beginning, when it becomes first into existence, a few people want to use it to try and test it out to see whether or not this toy is cool or not, or it, it works. And so they get all the time in the world with it, and it's not worth very much, so no one charges. But as more and more, more, and more people start to, start to realize that this is the coolest thing that the human existence has ever seen, they want to try and play with it a little bit more. But only a certain amount of people can use it, right? And so as this thing's constantly filled up, more and more people start to try and say, well, I'll give you more money to use it because I want to use it. And so as that happens, the price to use the item gets pushed up more and more and more. That's essentially how Bitcoin works. There's always so many Bitcoins in, in, in circulation. So as more people want to use the Bitcoins, they want to build, they're willing to pay more to use them. This is like the greatest case of supply and demand ever. Oh, yeah. my goodness. You just hit the nail on the head. We've Cal. discussed that in past episodes. Yeah, know, we if, have. If Bitcoin goes up in value, more people will mine. Thus, difficulty will go up. Thus, the cost of mining goes up. And these effects balance out to cause mining to always like cost an amount proportional to the value of Bitcoin it produces. Exactly. And yeah. And you know what happened recently? The difficulty rose like 15%. And guess what happened to the price today? It rose 10%. I mean, those things go hand in hand. The harder it is to mine Bitcoin, the more expensive it's going to be. So in, in the three months, in the past three months alone, the price of Bitcoin has risen from below 250 to the low to mid 300s, spiked past 400, plunged back towards 300, stabilized around 325 for about a month. Then this morning, it's what, at 430, 425? It's at 449 right now. That's crazy. So it's risen like forty bucks today. Yes, it's, it's been quite volatile. Day. It's yeah, been a good day. So and Bitcoin has no, I guess it has, it doesn't jump up or down due to stock markets or war or anything like that. Then, uh, currently, no, because it's too small. It's not. It's not a world currency. Like everything right now. Like imagine the dollar. The dollar is a world currency. Everything that holds value in terms of most countries' money is pegged to the value of the dollar. So the dollar goes up, theirs goes down, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
Bitcoin isn't that large yet. So right now, Bitcoin is usually pegged to the U.S. dollar and then pegged to whatever fiat currency you use. So yeah, you keep saying because it's you keep saying small. though it's not that large yet. I mean, there's only 21. Didn't you say 21 million that can ever be in existence? Yes. So how the can thing it is, be larger or smaller? Yeah. So it doesn't can you matter. What's nice about this? Bitcoin? Hold exactly. on. That's a, I, oh, that's a wonderful question. Go ahead. You, you want to take? I'll take it. Yes, you can. Cap, you can definitely get fractions of a Bitcoin. In fact, it's divisible to the millionth decimal point. So right now, if you had the app and it was already synced and ready to go, you could buy one U.S. dollar worth of Bitcoin. It would just be, crap, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but it would be point zero zero something Bitcoin. And so there's no, there's no... I mean, there is a limit to how far you can break down the Bitcoin, but essentially you can buy whatever amount you want. There, you don't have to buy one Bitcoin when you do a transaction or like a tenth of a Bitcoin. You can do a millionth of a Bitcoin. And so it doesn't matter what a single Bitcoin is worth. It really only matters how much Bitcoin are you willing to give me for this item. So, okay, so you know how you you know how you were saying earlier that it was written into bitcoin there can only ever be 21 million is it also yeah. written in that that's the furthest you can go in the decimal spot that you can never go past like what, yeah. whatever you just said to the millionth or yeah. whatever it's, a, it's called a satoshi and it's essentially one to the like millionth <laughs> mm-hmm. of a bitcoin but you can't imagine like it's hard for you to even imagine what one millionth of something is right a micron yeah. is a is a a millionth of an, of an inch, right? A millionth of a meter. Yeah. You and so yeah, and that's a dollar is one millionth a, a of a million cell. dollars. Yeah, but you <laughs> okay? So put a million dollars on your bed. Can you imagine what that looks like? No, you can't. Because put I, a thousand dollars, put a thousand one dollar bills on your bed. That's gonna more than cover your bed, right? Do that a thousand more times. That's how much money a thousand million <laughs> You don't know what these numbers are, so the amount of the amount of times you can break a Bitcoin up is arbitrary. Because no, you're never going to get that much money. But if you can, if you can continuously break them down into one millionth or one, you know, one trillionth or something like that, then you can extend it further into more shares, which can decrease the value of Bitcoin. Okay, so if you're breaking it down that far, then you're essentially, if you say, I'm going to give you a dollar for one millionth of a Bitcoin, and you say, in the, ne- the next 10 years, means I'm going to give you a dollar for one billionth of a Bitcoin, then you're evaluating the, uh, the cost of one single Bitcoin differently. So, so if you were to say that I'm me, going to give you... Corey, I ahead. can answer this question. I think I got your question covered, Cap. Um to be forthright, you can move the decimal point. But by moving that decimal point, you have now changed the coin. It's not Bitcoin anymore. It's something different. Okay. There's already coins so what out if there. That... Ever... Let me ask you this question, because I think this is a pretty good question. Say, say a guy has, there's 21 million Bitcoins. Say a guy has 10 million of them. All right. Not possible. Well, just, well, keep going. Whatever. Hypothetically. Just in, hypothetically, has ten million, and his friend goes, "All right, I want a hundred bucks for these ten million bitcoins." And the guy sells them off. 
Now, does that automatically destroy the price of everyone else's Bitcoins? Because I just sold 10 million Bitcoins for $100. No. Because it's supply and demand, right? Like, it now automatically he's taken a majority of the Bitcoins and, and sold it for, for such a small amount of money that it kind of screws everyone else, doesn't well, it? If he so, holds half of all the Bitcoin, it's probably going to go up because supply and demand. If there's an ultimate fixed supply and he has half of the currency... Yeah. Well, no, but he just—he's like dying, and he's just being a jackass. So that—that so that is hundred dollars. So okay, you're so by being a jackass is already assuming that the amount of Bitcoin that he holds is worth some amount of currency, right? Why well, would it say that it's worth like twenty-one million Bitcoins? Three hundred and fifty dollars a Bitcoin. But if other people are willing to use that service for all of the things that they do, then it has a value, and then other people can attribute what they have to that same value. So like I bought a cup of coffee, cup of coffee for 0.05 bitcoins. Well, someone else can look at that and say, "Okay, a cup of coffee is worth 0.05 bitcoins. I have this many bitcoins, so I have 4,000 cups of coffee which equals $10,000." And so they can then attribute the amount of bitcoins they have to some other currency that they, they found valuable. But we're saying in the future, everyone's just going to say I have point oh so and so bits, which everyone's going to understand how much that's worth, and I'd say, oh, that means that's ten dollars. Okay. So what I'm saying is, like, nobody can ever control so much of Bitcoin that they could just destroy the system. Not at right. the no. moment, and it, it's going to take it's... over a hundred years for people to reach the cap on the supply. Yeah, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Twenty-one forty-seven is when the very last Bitcoin will be minted. Um, I shouldn't even say. Oh minted. wow! So they're not even. So how many Bitcoin are in circulation right now? You said the max is at twenty-one million. How many are circulated right now? On Christmas Day, it's expected to be fifteen million. So it's going to take another. What'd you just say? Twenty-one forty-seven. I believe. So it's going to take a hundred and like thirty years for the rest of the uh, six million. Uh, we don't mine Bitcoin anymore because it's like impossible now. It's it's incredibly difficult. In fact, that's one of the reasons. And what does mining mean? You guys keep I don't I don't understand mining. Okay. It's like printing money. We were making it. As no. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, that's what we were doing. We no, were printing money no. in the shed. No. We no. That's that's new. That's not what we were doing. Well, it seemed that way. Because it's, yeah, trying to explain it to the layman's here. We we you bought. You can't say those words. You, you can't, can't say that stuff because then people are like, the "Listen, I'm not the guy that like on ramps people new to Bitcoin for a reason." <laughs> so I'll let Dimitri take it. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, you say mining. Like I just picture you in like a 49er hat with like a pickaxe and some mine well, in the backyard. Well, the thing is, is it's not me with my 49er hat and a pickaxe. It's my computer with a 49er hat and a pickaxe. And what it's basically doing is it's it's crunching numbers. It's crunching numbers in an algorithm that is pretty much incredibly hard to solve. And the only thing that it's trying to solve is it's trying to solve a problem which gives a small number. That's it. And But the thing is, is that there are thousands of computers around the world that are trying to solve the same problem to get a small number. And the first computer to solve that problem to get a small number wins the new Bitcoin. And that's so it's like reverse 
It's like reverse eBay. Um, the smallest number wins. The smallest? <laughs> yes, I guess What so. was the hash rate then? I and mean, then what is it now? Oh, my goodness. When we first started mining Litecoin, the hash rate was like 3,500. Uh, and now it's like... Let me see. I can Google it real quick. It's, it's, it's literally exponentially increased. It's if you look at the the trail of like its its growth since two thousand, the beginning of two thousand fourteen, it's hilarious. What is a hash rate? It's the total number of it's the so, so your computer has like three gigahertz, right? Your CPU on your Dude, computer. I don't so have you, a computer. All right, all right, so you're using something. You're whatever you're using has a certain amount of processing power, right? And, the, and the higher that number is, the faster yes, it iPad. works. And your iPad. the more shit pops up on your screen fast, is fast right? 16 so, gigabytes, something. Perfect. So imagine it, it's that number times everyone that's trying to solve this problem. Right? So, so it's essentially it you guys aren't the using amount of wi- Wi-Fi, right? You're hardwired into the internet for this? Yes. Yeah. So me and Dean bought like top of the line video cards and just smashed them into our CPU and just let it run, pretty much twenty four seven. Solve that. Yeah. Yeah. And And that makes you money. The more yes, that makes you money. The more you try and solve this problem, the more money your computer makes for you because it's trying so hard. So it's essentially going to work, putting on its four hundred hat and digging. We dropped about a grand on video cards, and we made our money back. Just What's up, Cap? What'd you say? I said so. You're basically your computer is just continuously digging, 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 trying to make you money off of getting, I guess, Bitcoin at the lowest rate you can possibly find it, or other currencies that lead into Bitcoin at the smallest rate. You're you're minting Bitcoin, so every ten minutes. A new miner finds a block of Bitcoin. Think of it like they found a nugget of gold. Every 10 minutes, they find it, and they get brand new, fresh Bitcoin. They enter circulation. And the algorithm is built so that it happens every 10 minutes. Okay, because, okay, I think I understand. So because Bitcoin is spread out over this, this long period, you're basically... Your your guys basically mining to get it at like a low rate, and so you can keep making money off of this. But the more people that are digging, the less chance you have of getting anything. Yeah, pretty much. But in the meanwhile, like say, imagine all these people are digging for gold, but in the process of them digging for gold, gold is the main circulation. Like that's what everyone uses to trade for shit. Yeah. So there's two essential economies, those who are digging so, and those who are actually just using the currency. So like those who are already rich and those who are trying to strike it rich. Mm, not necessarily. Nowadays, those, no. Those who are making the gold and those who are using the gold. That's that's pretty much the difference between the two. So somebody has to mine Bitcoin like it's not just automatically there. Like it's no. not like a raffle. If every single well, miner, so, go ahead, Corey. Go ahead. So you have this picture of them actually finding. If you ever right? suck the salt off your fingers again and make that loud, that was <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I guess they need to stop eating pretzels. Sorry. <laughs> so you have this picture of 
like somebody finding something on their computer and it's like, oh shit, a piece of gold. I'm going to put that in my bank account because now I've mined it, right? Yeah. Well, so we use these it words because it show puts, you a piece of gold, right? Yeah. It, we like this imagery because it's a good analogy. Mining is a good analogy for what's going on. But really what's going on is the people who are mining for Bitcoin are actually verifying all the transactions that happen on the network. And so as you, as you try and solve this problem, you're simultaneously verifying that any transaction that happens in the network, you're, you know, accumulating all the transactions and say, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Computationally. So it's all logic and it's not someone having to like, you know, check things off a list. Everything's done automatically, but you're using your computer that Bob gave Sally money without having to look at your computer and make sure that happens. And so that just sounds like the uh, scheme on Superman two, where he gets like all the coins around to the middle (laughs) spot. Yeah. I guess it's a pretty good analogy. That's why, that's why I wanted you to come on the show, Andrew. All right. So do we want to, uh, keep like, you know, plugging away at questions or we get into current topics? What do you guys want to do? We got about 20 minutes. We got 20 minutes. I'm, uh, I'm going to stop eating pretzels because apparently it's gross. Well, it's not uh, the dude, eating of the pretzels. on your fingers is disgusting. Yeah, man. And the fucking bag is making all kinds of noise. I can't hear the bag. I can. But oh, well. <laughs> regardless, let's let's talk about some current topics. This, that was a great conversation, though. That's one that a lot of Bitcoiners have to go through is like, if anybody is skeptical, we have to kind of clear up the skepticism because if you go on a Google and you Google Bitcoin, you're going to find a lot of if you dumb go shit. on a Google. It, I mean, okay. he's so used to saying the blockchain now everything has a the in it. Yeah, <laughs> if you go on the Google, you're going to find some some. <laughs> you sounded like you're 80 years old. <laughs> the Google. You go on the Google machine. <laughs> on the lines. If you just get on the lines. Get on the lines so, go on to the Google. So when you do, when your computer is constantly just like going though, like mining and mining, like obviously does it become self-aware or is that <laughs> something you should be careful about? Your electricity <laughs> bill goes up substantially. You <laughs> <laughs> <It's, it's> definitely... <laughs> <laughs> It's, <laughs> I can't even answer it seriously. I, I can just say no. I mean, I'm just, I just want to know right now if I need to find John Connor before this all goes down. It's, you're, it doesn't. You're fine. You're good to I, go. I guess in summer, the, the total number of Bitcoins that could ever be mined has a hard limit. And that theoretically brings price stability. I don't think anyone's doing it right now unless they have like a $10,000 computer. People have. So now mining's probably out. It's more spending, right? Everyone's spending instead of mining. Yeah, absolutely. Using the currency is what is is currently worthwhile. Not trying to. So let me ask you this. One more question, then we can talk about topics. If, say, I want an autographed, you know, um, Tom Brady football. Is there like a site that I can go on and it shows me the price points? So is it the price in bitcoins? Yeah, like, like I can't. Can I pay for it in bitcoins? 
Mm, so it depends on where you go. There are plenty of sites on the internet that will sell you shit for bitcoins. Do you live in Texas? Directly. So you, you, you live in Texas. See, uh, I'm just gonna say yes. Yeah, I live in Texas. I mean, you can get a shift. You can get shift. a shift card, and you can pay for it just like you pay for anything online with yeah. Bitcoin. What's a shift card? Is that like a uh, Visa gift card? No, it's um, almost exactly actually. Well, yeah, essentially the way yeah, it works, yes, but you you basically get a Coinbase account, which, by the way, I've been sending you free Bitcoin that comes back to me because you never fucking accept the Coinbase account that I send you, and you <laughs> yeah, start a Coinbase account. Where are you sending it to? You're not sending it to anything that I'm on. Send it to your email. No, you're not. I never get emails from you. What email do you – do you have my email from, like – Eight well, years ago? Because I don't use that one anymore. Well, that's probably why the fuck it keeps coming back to me. Well, God, well, we got that sorted out. Send me your email well, so I can send you at, some. We'll figure, my, uh, we'll figure that out. Skype, yeah. There's my new email. There we go. We'll figure okay. we'll figure that out. Don't worry about it. Coinbase plus shift, and you can spend your Bitcoin just like you spend cash anywhere. You can spend it swiping a card. Well, what about my paper? What about my paper wallet? Oh, well, that's, you never, did you give me the final idea so we could print up a paper wallet for you? Yes, I sent you the idea of George Washington riding a T-Rex across the Delaware. Okay, we can, I'll print it up, but here's the thing, it's going to be harder for you to spend your George Washington riding a T-Rex across the Delaware than it is for you to swipe your Swift card, I'll tell you that much. I just want it for the looks. That's, I mean, that's kind of cool. Okay, we can make it happen. I'll get your paper. Anyways, the current. <laughs> it's your wallet. Current, you can do what you want. Yeah. Current topics. How awesome does that new X Men movie look? Because I mean, it looks amazing. Oh. I think it looks like garbage. <laughs> Cello, go in. This is you. <laughs> this is all you. Um, I think that we already have seen a crumbling bridge in the last movie, and. I think it's Jennifer Lawrence has way more lines in the trailer than anyone else. And the big reveal, the big reveal is we see that Professor X loses his hair. I think it looks boring and dumb and stupid. And I think Captain America looks amazing. How about the Reverend or the Reverend? The Reverend. I think that looks amazing too. The Revenant. Oh, with, uh, with Leo, Leo. Oh, it looks How about good. the legend with two Tom Hardys? That looks pretty good. There's two Tom Hardys? Yeah, yeah Tom Hardy funny. plays brothers, yeah. That's too much good acting in one movie. I'm not going to see that. Um, That's not the kind of current topics we were talking about, though. <laughs> current topics oh, my bad. like uh, Australia raided the home of the Bitcoin creator, and I want to talk to you guys. Do we have uh, to? Yes, because uh, I want to know why we need to know who created it. And uh, Corey, you Ugh. go first or me? Is it important to figure it out? It's not who uh, created well, it. It's, it's, what do you, what, it's, it's, it's just fucking stupid media hype that's talking about dumb shit that isn't real. Period. What was the black guy's name in Terminator 2? Um, this is a better topic. Created. It's, it's about the creator of, of... They say oh, if you... This is a better topic. 
of the currency, then you have to know who invented it because he no, holds. No, you don't. He holds on to 1.1 million Bitcoin, which is worth half a billion American dollars. Good for cool. him. Great. So what? Okay. He's not using it. it it's, it's, if, he, if he just floods the market with it, then we have to worry about it. That's not going to happen. All it right. can't drunk, happen. Okay. Drunk co-hosts do not care. We can let move me, on. Let me – no. <laughs> I want to handle – I think I think Marcello actually has a pretty good point there. I think people should know definitely who started it and who is – a. he's probably one of the majority holders of it. Why wouldn't you care about that? God damn it. The Listen, reason I don't care – Who's the stock highly believed to be controlled by him, and it never moves. Aren't you curious? Okay, aren't you wonder? I mean, don't you think the same about like oil prices? The Saudis control most of that. I mean, don't you care what they do with their oil and who they restrain from taking it and stuff? Like, we care about that. Why wouldn't you care about who owns most of Bitcoin? Like, I feel like you guys are like super into Bitcoin, and then like a real interesting topic comes up, and you're like, oh, who cares? Thank you, sir. I'm okay. I'm trying to address it, but you fucks won't let me address it. Let me address oh, sorry, the problem. Sorry, Professor. Go ahead. Okay. Satoshi owns 1.1 million. So let's round that down to 1 million. Let's say he's got 1 million out of 21 million. That means he because has... Most people round money down. I'm just saying, just... just go on the thought thinking trip with me. Okay? Go on the thinking trip. <laughs> I'm going okay. on a drinking trip with you right now. <laughs> so he has he has one out of twenty one million. That gives him what less than five percent of the Bitcoin at its highest amount. So right now he may have a lot. That's cool. So let's say he does decide to start moving them around. What's going to happen? People are going to go, "Oh my God, Satoshi's coins moved! Oh my God, they moved! Where they go? Who gives a fuck?" If anything, no, they go. It's going to wreak havoc on the price of a currency that's no stranger to these wild swings in value. How is it going to wreak havoc? How? He can't it's going to introduce all... a lot of supply to the Bitcoin market. He can't dump all one point one million. If the people were to understand, yeah, what but, but what it does happen is that people think that those those bitcoins are no longer accessed. They can't be accessed. They think those keys are gone. And then they're not ever going to be moved. Okay, so what they do is they calculate the total amount of Bitcoin at a certain rate. And so there's cert- there's this much Bitcoin in circulation. So based on the current demand of Bitcoin, each Bitcoin is worth this much. So imagine that Satoshi's shitloads of Bitcoin start get moving around. Well, oh shit, we have to now add those into the total amount of Bitcoins that are now available in their circulation. That drastically dilutes the pool of Bitcoin that are currently in circulation, which should theoretically bring down the price of Bitcoin because there's more to be more to be used, i.e. there's more to be uh, tried. What the fuck was that? That was my phone, sorry. <laughs> so it's called a text message, Corey. You might get some if people liked you. Oh no. burn. <laughs> So, so it's it's interesting to think that if people understood that the original owner or the original creator of Bitcoin was moving his Bitcoins, then what the fuck is happening? And something would happen with the price. But because people are there's the, the network is so large and so many people are accepting a certain amount of um, amount of Bitcoin for 
or a physical good, a cup of coffee, a baked good, a car, a house, whatever it is. So many people are doing this that it's not going to change the market too much because everyone's still going agreeing on the price of Bitcoin. Yes, exactly. What will happen? Dimitri, I'm going to say that you might. Well, what happens if it? Hold on. What did you say, Joe? I say I think you might be scared a little bit. Of Satoshi moving his coins? Yeah. No, I'm not scared at all because, okay, here's the thing. He moves his coins. There's still a demand. It's not like the demand goes anywhere. The demand doesn't just stop because he moved his coins. It's not like all of a sudden people are going to say, oh, Satoshi moved his coins. Fuck Bitcoin. I'm out. No, they're going to say, oh, there's more coins in existence. What's going to happen is the traders are going to buy those fuckers up. And then everybody else who's actually using Bitcoin for some sort of use case, like the 21 developers or people using Bitcoins to, I don't know, move shares of a public company like Overstock is doing on the Bitcoin blockchain, there's still a demand there. So yes, the price is going to take a hit, but it's not going to take a hit that's going to cripple Bitcoin. All that's that's happen one theory. Is, I think it could. If, if, he, if he catches out and makes off with the more widely accepted currency like dollars... Bitcoin may never recover from a price shock triggered yeah, by but the sudden. You guys don't supply. understand markets. He can't just put fifty thousand clumps of Bitcoin on the market for sale at a cheap price. That's going to alarm people. That's going to say, "Wait, like, well, why is somebody?" You also, selling- have, you also have the idea that that it's we're not it happens talking about all the time. It's called insider trading. I understand. So we're we're still we're still treating Bitcoin like it's old money. Like it doesn't have use cases outside of what we understand. So what we see money now, cash, is me giving you a piece of paper and agreeing on a certain price. It's We're just trading the idea of value, right? But we're doing that physically by trading pieces of paper. And what Bitcoin allows you to do is do much, much more than we can possibly think about in terms of trading value. We only think about trading money. Like a, a physical piece of paper. That's how you trade money, right? I give you five bucks, you give me, I don't know, a hamburger. But that's a, like a physical transaction where because the internet is happening, you can do so many different things that fiat money doesn't allow you to do. But Bitcoin does. So we can't treat it like this the same type of money. It's not It's not like if someone, tra- if someone uses all the money, then the Bitcoin network is, is worthless. Who gives a shit if he sells all his Bitcoin? The Bitcoin network still exists and allows you to do so many things that isn't possible five years ago. But the you AKA literally can't send 20 bucks dem- three across, the net, across, across the ocean in two seconds and it'd be secure and no one have to worry about it. You can't do that with anything other than Bitcoin. AKA. So, I don't know, someone's... man. It's, I, I think Marcello is onto something because if you look and Steve Jobs was to try to unload all his Apple stock at one time, I think people would have been like, uh, wait a second. See, Why is but he doing you're still this? you're still thinking about it in terms of what Corey's saying. You're still thinking about it in old money. Bitcoin has a use, it actually has utility. It's not like the demand is gonna go away overnight just because So does American dollars. I, I don't understand what you're talking about. Old money. All I'm, money has okay, to be so used. I'm saying the Here's destiny the- of a supposedly decentralized currency it could rest in the hands of one person, which is exactly the fate it was created to avoid. Why it's not gonna re- it's is it going not in because if he if he unloads all of it and it introduces a glut of supply to the Bitcoin market, it could have a direct impact on the price of a currency that we're already 
you know, experiencing wild swings in value, imagine what that's going to do. Okay, so what that does is essentially ruin all the people who are holding Bitcoin, hoping it's worth multiple thousands of dollars so they can sell it and make money off of it. Am I not right about that? Right. All it does is ruin the people who are trying to make money off of Bitcoin. But if you're trying to use Bitcoin as a tool for what it is, it a, a, a dollar U.S. dollar is no different. Aren't you than guys a, trying than to make a, money off Bitcoin now? No. Yes, but we understand that its use cases is so much better. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've invested in Bitcoin because I think it'll be worth more money. If it's not worth money, I'm still going to use Bitcoin. A, a, a U.S. dollar is no different than a Croatian krona, right? You're just trading a physical piece of paper. It doesn't allow you to do anything else. All it so what if the guy just, goes to jail for 50 years? Who gives a shit? His, it his, well, but his Bitcoin stays dormant and never moves. Does that decrease the value of the market or increase the value of the market? Because now you know you have so many shares that will never move. Well, that's the way it's been now. His his money has never moved. Well, they say it's in a it's in a um, what do you call it? Like a locked ledger uh, that's supposed to be accessed in 2020, regardless if he opens it on his own or not. Timestamps, like timestamp, yeah, yeah, it's timestamped to be relinquished at 2020, I think which is in five years. But in five years' time, the demand will have grown so high that supply influx is not going to be a deal. And in five years' time, even with a halving, there's going to be 18 to 19 million coins. It's going to be close to all of them that will ever be minted. Very true. So, All right, next topic. Yeah, next running topic. Out of time. We're running out of time, but uh, I, I like when when my co-hosts get all aggressive and then it turns into a conversation. Very yeah, cool. Do what we can. We're, <laughs> we're, we're emotional about this. We care about it. Yeah. And yeah man. It, 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 what's nice about having Andy on this is that he doesn't understand it. Like the majority of the people who listen to this podcast because he's not into Bitcoin, but he hears us talking about it all the time. Huh. And so hearing the thing, hearing like how he feels about it, the things that he understands about it, et cetera, really gives us an idea of what the you know the average person does is and he's not into bitcoin so he's the normal person right and it's nice to hear what they feel about it at the current state so if you want to know more we have a uh, a qa section on the website feel free to ask questions um thanks for being on the show and you know come back definitely and we can answer more and do like a part two of this yeah i mean i thought Andy, I knew you'd be great to have on the show, and you were. So thank you for <laughs> pulling through. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking, just in case. You <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a Beyonce song. <laughs> All righty, um, cut it right there. Are we gonna wrap this shit up, or just cut it right there? Yeah. All right, so um, let's go to our Facebook shit. page. Go to our yeah. Twitter page. Demetric has written a blog that I'm going to release uh, in the so, middle yeah. of the week. That's really awesome and informative. Yes, and it's not so as informative as it is uh, more so. Hoorah, Bitcoin! I don't do informative things. I do hoorah things. Corey does informative things. I do yeah. hoorah. Corey things. Does, has done an informative thing. Yeah. He's working on other things. 
But I write, uh, I write who wrote. Wait, are you guys talking to me? No, we're no. talking to the listeners. Oh, okay. You like, want to talk to the listeners? No, no. I thought you were telling me to go to your. I was like, I'm already on. The Do you have anything to plug, <laughs> Andrew? Yeah, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, you want to say hi to your wife, your kids. You want you got a website? Uh, anything you want to nah, say? Not really. I don't have a. I don't even get on Instagram, so I tell you to get on that. But I've got like three pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if oh, you want to see those three pictures, we'll put his Instagram in the show notes for yeah. you listeners. Yeah, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know what my name is on Instagram. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. Well, Sorry, um, man, I, I don't do a lot of this. I, I don't internet a lot, so. <laughs> um, God, well, I miss you, Andy. Let's. Uh, I mean, if you guys want to talk about sports, by all means, I'm down. Uh, by all means, like I'll do that all day long. That's all, all right, I do. real so quick, who you got? Was it Aldo or McGregor? Who you got tomorrow? McGregor all the way. Easy. Did to be Easy. to be honest with you, I think uh, Jose Aldo's got better ground game. McGregor, if they stand up, he's gonna knock Aldo out. But McGregor's getting like Ronda Rousey, man. Like I liked her at first, and then it's like, okay, I've had enough of you. Please just get knocked out. I think Aldo's going to take it. Um, no, even the people here in Brazil don't think Aldo's going to take it. Well, you know, McGregor is more exciting to watch. I mean, no one cared about the featherweight division until he came along. He's fucking good, uh, dude. Aldo's been undefeated ten years. I mean, come on. That's true. That's He's, true. He, he also talks a big game, dude. Well, he, McGregor knows how to draw attention to himself. Aldo is just fucking good. He's yeah. really good. Well, but let's be honest with ourselves. I don't think they know how to draw attention to themselves. I think Dana White leeches onto them and turns them into the people they are. I mean, because Ronda Rousey wasn't like that four years ago. Like, she she was kind of meek and mild, and then she got latched onto by Dana White, and he just sucked the life out of her and was like, do this and be this and be here and be there. And then she comes up to a fighter that's better than her and just gets demolished. Uh, I think that might be just a product of being that vet successful yeah, if holly holm just starts kicking people in the face 15 seconds in i mean he's gonna breed her to be the next ronda i mean that's just you know marketing yeah but holly holmes was a beast of a boxer prior to that i mean the girl's like 31 and 3 in boxing like she's she's big time yeah well no one's, no one's denying the fact that she's good it's just you can't say because she's good ronda's bad no i'm not saying ronda's bad i'm just saying you know, but look, it's the Brock Lesnar effect. The dude came in and, you know, automatically Wait. was like a beast in the UFC. I mean, he got ang- he got his ankle snapped by Frank Muir, but after that, like, just kind of drove through people. And then the bigger the people got, like, he looked weaker and weaker. Yeah. I mean, that dude came from WWE. Like, I mean. We got, I mean. That's just, just kind of shit. Well, I mean, he's a real wrestler. Don't get me wrong. He was a, he was a great he was a great college wrestler. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the dude went like I mean, he won a national championship. I'm pretty sure. He's a right, NCAA before, we, before we continue this, we got to wrap it up. It's already way too late of an episode. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. We probably have to cut out all this UFC talk, but we, go all though. <laughs> um, and that's it. So uh, wait, man, we got to plug shit proper. What? No, we, we gotta, don't. There's no, no drunk we don't. Episode. No one's paying us money. We don't have to do anything. Just <laughs> fucking cut it. We uh, just just plug it, D, and stop crying. Play the outro. Play the outro. Perfect. <laughs>
Shit on the floor. I'm Mr. Bulldops. I'm Mr. Bulldops. Take a shit on the floor. Take off your panties and your pants. It's time to get Swifty in here. New song, Swifty. Double X. Swifty song coming at ya. It's the Swift Swifty. Hey, take your pants off. It's Swifty time today. 